dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And it's a duo pod tonight. I am joined in the Soad Shack to my right by Adam Markham. Addy, how we doing tonight, baby? Let's get political, baby! That's right. You thought you were signing up for Big 3 IDP. Little did you know we're going to do a solid 45 minutes on the Electoral College. So, Trump, what do you think of him? Oh, man, let's dive into it. (laughs) So many feelings. So, if you're wondering where Connie is tonight, he is at home watching the election coverage because, as we know, Connor is a masochist. Yeah, that's code for... He's at a uh, Proud Boy rally. At the COVID denier uh-huh. Proud Boy rally. Yes, sir. He's, as uh, we know. Him and some others, are uh, they got some tiki torches. They're marching around the square. And uh, the, the collared shirts sure. with the collars popped. Yeah. Possibly two collared shirts with both collars popped. Yeah. Connor's a dangerous person. That is absolutely 100% accurate. So he's at home watching the election coverage, but we are still uh, going to bring you all the IDP goodness. So if you need a little bit of a break, Break from the election coverage. Unplug. Give us, you know, 45. Who are we kidding? Give us uh, 75 minutes, and uh, we're going to have some fun with you guys tonight. We're going to do some news. Uh, we're going to hit some waivers, but in a different way than we've been doing before. We're going to do a uh, little bit of who'd you get, and kind of in that same vein, Addy, we are going to look at 28 dynasty assets and ask that all important question buy sell or hold should be a lot of fun a lot of fun I always love these segments it's 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 funny the when we look at the analytics the episodes that do really well ADP that's our biggest episode ever if you listen to that one shortly after the draft that was our most listened to episode of all time buy sell hold does really well People yeah. love these kind of trade talks. I think trading is the most fun part of fantasy football. Oh, no doubt, especially dynasty. I mean, that's what it's all about. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're just it just gives us more players to talk about. You know what I mean? It's that's just, right. It's just always fun to hear you know hear us talk about people that are. Uh, I'm sure it's fun for the listener to hear us talk about people that are on their teams. That's right. And we'll be hitting both defense and offense tonight. Um, should be. A lot of fun to check in on some of these players that you might be having questions about. The NFL trade deadline was today. was pretty much a, a roaring yawn, to use a Mark Sessler term. Speaking of which, Addy, to segue for a second, we did confirm with the great Mark Sessler today that he will be making his return to the podcast next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Central. Tune in, folks. You do not want to miss this one. Big tings. Big tings. Love having Mark on the show. As I stated last week, my personal big fish. So we've had him on once. We said we'd had him on again. It was kind of one of those things where, like, we should do dinner again. And you're like, yeah, sure. I'll never see you again. (laughs) And Mark gave us that answer of, like, yeah, I definitely want to do this show again. But Mark is such a good guy. No surprise. He's coming back on the show. Um, We're starting. I'm starting to put together the notes for that one, Addy. Tell me what you think of this. I thought we could have a segment is this team for real? Oh, yeah. And hit on some of those teams, like his Browns, like my Colts, who like the Bills, that we're Vikings. wondering, yeah, <laughs> no, are these guys legitimate? And so get Mark's take because he watches all the games for his job at NFL Media, so should be 
a lot of fun to catch up with Mark, see what's going on, and check in on some of those teams that are kind of on the fringe to see what does Mark think? Are these guys legitimate or not? Yeah, Mark's a lot of fun. It'll, that'll be a, a, a uh, an episode that's heavy full of storylines and stuff. So. Oh, for sure. We love getting Mark in here. Any, If you're a listener of the Around the NFL podcast, you know that Mark, anytime they have a segment where you have to bring some kind of storyline to the forefront, his are insane, like acid trip level insane. Yeah, it's, he's he's the best. I, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. So the trade deadline was today. So in that spirit, we have our trade deadline for our main league next week. So my point was, you're probably having this consideration right now. You know whether you're in playoff contention. So if you're in a dynasty league, you're having this conversation of, do I make a push for the title, or do I pack it in and maybe start to rebuild, sell some of these assets, grab some draft picks? So we're going to talk about some of those guys tonight. But let's start with some news, Addy. There's been a lot of stuff happening despite kind of the, you know, the the letdown, if you will, for today's trade deadline. Some people did get moved. And we'll start with those because it was IDP guys on the move and you love to see it. So we'll start with perhaps my favorite just because of what we'll get to in a second was posted on social media. Avery Williamson traded to Pittsburgh. New York gets Pittsburgh's 2022 fifth rounder, and the Steelers get Avery in a 2022 seventh. Addy, I love your note here. 0-8 to 7-0. Congrats, Avery. That's the best. That's got to be the best for him. It, it's Imagine that feeling of being in – the worst situation in football and going to the best situation. Yeah, and it was just nice seeing a trade that actually made a ton of sense. It really you know? did. Uh, it was it was just perfect. I can't wait to see how he's used there. Uh, always been a big Avery fan. Um, yeah, great trade for the Steelers. I know you know uh, Spillane had a really nice nice uh, week this, this past week, but um, Avery Williamson, man, he's he's a great addition for that defense. They yep. know, I mean, God. They're rich, get rich. They really do. They're bringing him into play. You have to imagine they're not yeah. making this move. Spillane's been nice as a fill-in. I think once Williamson gets his legs under him, he's going to come in, and it's going to be him and Vince Williams yeah. as those two linebackers. Because we saw it last week. Friend of the show, best friend of the show, league mate of us now, uh, John Macri, did the snapshot breakdown of the Pittsburgh linebackers for our boy Dynasty Sneeko. It was Spillane 100%, Vince Williams 100%. Yeah. So they don't run these kind of like multiple linebackers like a Titan situation. They have two guys, and I really do believe it will be Williamson once he gets his feet under him. Do you think that uh, second will be? you think it'll be Vince Williams? I think it will be Vince Williams. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be interesting, but uh, yeah, great trade. Love it. So in the my favorite part of this by far, the photo, I'm sure you've seen this, oh, right, yeah. of him standing in the rain, in full uniform, hailing a cab out of New York City. One yeah. of the best photos of the year. Avery really kills it on the gram. If um, if you look back last year when he tore his ACL, he started doing those series of him walking around New York in, in full uniform. Really? Like I missed that. Okay. Like, you, you need to go look at his Grom. And, uh, Is his Grom game strong? It's very, it's very strong. Okay, I need to check that out then. Another trade that makes a ton of sense because the player – was disgruntled in his current situation, and the team that traded for him desperately needed help in this particular situation. Carlos Dunlap traded to the Seattle Seahawks for B.J. Finney and a seventh-round pick. Congrats, Carlos. Yes, I know. Just these guys that are going to these situations where they're in, you know, 
dreadful no no shot at the playoffs, and now and now they got a, a chance to compete for Super Bowls. That's just that's you love to see that. Um, and Carlos, you know, I think he was. I think he was uh, speaking of social media. I think he was posting like, you know, his house was for sale. Yes, and 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 trying to get uh, people to come buy it, <laughs> like a, a couple weeks ago. So all that stuff worked. It, it got him out of town. But uh, yeah, great pickup for Seattle. They desperately need some help in the uh, pass rush department and uh he's gonna bring that for him yeah you all were talking on df triple s which make sure you're checking out that show addy and johnny are winning you money each and every week and you all talked about i think johnny mentioned it benson mayoa was the <laughs> premier pass rusher or jamal adams jamal adams right that's right for the seattle seahawks and that offense is so good that defense is so bad now they showed up against the 49ers and beat their brains in but that's a hobbled 49ers team this Seahawks club desperately needed some help at pass rush. So makes all the sense in the world. Carlos Dunlap, I think, finished his DN4 in our league last year. I don't think he's washed up. I think he got phased out in favor of some of the younger players there. So I think he could be a really nice addition along this Seahawks uh, defensive line. Yeah, totally agree. If you look back last year, the way he finished, it was was super strong. Uh, We could see something like that again this year. Yeah, we've got IDP Bob chiming in in the chat saying he's traded his new barking dog to Adam for Titus and a 2021 fifth-round pick. Absolutely. Done. Yeah. Enjoy That's... enjoy him. Enjoy enjoy Titus. <laughs> enjoy snoring like a chainsaw Titus uh, sleeping at the foot of your bed. Yeah, he's uh yeah, you're going to you're going to be smelling a lot of farts. Yep. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot of snoring, also a lot of farts. Um. Yeah, he's the worst. He's the, the worst. worst. Enjoy him. All right. So uh, another trade here. Got two more to talk about. Man, these defensive players were on the move. Chargers trade Desmond King to the tight ones in exchange for a six-round pick. And then let's just lump this next one in here. Addy, the 49ers trade Quan Alexander to the New Orleans Saints for Kiko Alonso and a fifth. So let's start with Quan because this is – a piece that I think is the more interesting one for IDP because it's a linebacker. Um, do you see Quan making any kind of impact fantasy-wise as a new member of the Saints? I mean, maybe so. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he could suck up some tackles. Um, do I think it's going to hurt Demario Davis or anything like that? No. But yeah, I think I think Quan's he's a definite upgrade there. But you know, he's he's dealing with the he's still recovering from the high ankle sprain. So we we need to hope that. Uh, Everything stays clear with that for the rest of the year because those, those I don't know, man. High ankle sprains. I'm starting to treat those like like season um, killers. Pretty yeah, much. like the you're you're done if you yeah. land with a high ankle sprain. It's um, it's not good news. And it, I don't think it's been that long since he had it. Like I think it's only I think he's only like three weeks out or so. You know, something like that. Three or four weeks out. When you look at someone like Christian McCaffrey, who is who's who sat out like seven games or whatever because of it. Quan is not the type that heals. No, uh, he's fast. he's not a he's a obviously a freak athlete. We're talking about the one percent, but Christian McCaffrey's the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, like he's a super freak athlete. Yeah, and Quan I'll has be, the body of like a thirty year old at this point. Yeah, you know? and and I would be shocked. I mean, I, there's a reason that I think Mike Davis managers are holding on because I think they know we saw it with Barkley last year, who's like probably the biggest freak athlete in the entire league came back and just wasn't the same player. Yep. These are really um, speed and agility sapping injury that is very hard to come back from in season. Yeah, and I mean, you know, 
teams are not going to risk it with those type players. If there's any sign of of him reaggravating it or anything like that, he he's going to be shut down. So it's 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 going to be a huge risk, you know, for the rest of your rest of the year with guys like that. Yeah, um, great comment here from Absurism. He said uh, Greenlaw, the big winner here. Um, that was. Yes. Uh, a, a linebacker that I had stashed that was like Quan injury insurance. So he's already paid dividends in that regard, but huge bump up for Greenlaw now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was fantastic last year, uh, you know, filling in for Quan. Same with, with Fred. He had a, he got a huge boost up uh, after Quan left. So I think that's going to be more of the same. I mean, I, I expect Greenlaw to be a linebacker 2-3, and I think – Fred's going to be flirting with a lot of LB1 weeks. I agree. So, and then the Desmond King trade, I think that will be better for the Titans in actual NFL results. IDP doesn't really move the needle yeah. as much for me. Also, not he's not uh, returning as much anymore. That's like right. He used to. Yeah, and in leagues where you got those points for return yards, which should be every league, let's yeah. be honest, stop with Come the on. nonsense, um, that uh, he was much more valuable in those types. I think he was cornerback one, like, Two years ago, three years ago in our RSO league, yeah. because of the return yardage. But yeah, these were a lot of really good trades. I mean, mm-hmm. I was happy to see all these all these guys get traded to, to better situations. He'll be a great fit there. That's a definite need for them. Absolutely, couple players testing positive for coronavirus. We bring up the Marlon Humphrey news just because he's been a great cornerback option in CB required leagues. But just because of this tweet, absolutely incredible. I got the Rona. Hopefully, I'll be back healthy soon. <laughs> You got to love it. Straight to the point with Marlon Humphrey. Uh, we do wish him a speedy recovery. The one that has bigger implications, though, Addy, A.J. Dillon tested positive, and Jamal Williams was deemed a high-risk close contact. Both will not be playing on Thursday night. Yikes. That's not good. And Aaron Jones is still recovering from a calf injury. Game-time decision I saw right before we went on air. So I think Aaron Jones, he's wanted to play for the last two weeks, but they've just held him. Um, I think if he's healthy, they got to get him out there. They have to. Because otherwise you're looking at Tyler Irvin and Dexter Williams. But who are they playing this Thursday? The 49ers. They can roll without. They, they don't need to. They don't need Aaron Jones. It was funny when uh, they were talking about on the fantasy footballers, I think Jason said, what if a team just came out and passed 100% of their offensive snaps? I was thinking that too. I mean, that the, uh, the, the Packers are perfect for that type of offense. C- couldn't you run through the air? Yeah. Like, couldn't you just run little, like, dump-off passes close to the line of scrimmage? That's like how I play Madden. That's right. Don't you know, run it. Maybe run it five times a game. What teams are you playing with, though? Oh, God. This was, like, two, three years ago. Uh-oh. I don't know. You know, Vikings and stuff, making them good. Making them good. <laughs> Trading for, you know, just, like, Saquon Barkley. Oh, uh, I wouldn't do what you did. So signing free agents and trading them immediately. Uh-uh. Don't be mad. I know how to game the uh-uh. system. Don't be yes, mad. Sir. Adam's always been jealous of that. Uh, so other bummer uh, news in terms of the players being out uh, department. George Kittle out for eight weeks with a broken foot. Uh, Jimmy G projected to miss six weeks, I believe, with that high ankle sprain. Is that right? Yeah, good God. Um, so uh, Shanahan's done a lot with a little this year in mm-hmm. San Francisco, but I think this is the nail in the coffin for the 49ers. They are not the same team without George Kittle. No, no, no. Lord, no. And Jimmy G's not uh, – He's. I don't think he's the answer. If they can cut him. They should. Uh, and only have, to, I think, to like $3 million in dead cap. Nick Mullins is probably sideways, if not maybe a slight upgrade. He's fine. A lot of, lot of Niners news today. Sad. We got a 
We got one that's really sad for me. What's that? Pink-haired baby. Pink-haired baby. That's right. They finally <laughs> ended <Cut> the <laughs> dream <laughs> of your boy. I don't even remember his name anymore. What's Dante his? Pettis. Dante Pettis. Thank you. Yeah, Dante's on the street. Yeah, they're... Uh, and I think he may be staying there. I don't yeah, know that Dante's man. getting a job. 2018 second-round pick. Had, you know, had that really... That first year was really good, and it was, you know, a lot with Nick Mullins because Jimmy G got hurt that year. That was a year towards ACL, I believe. I think so, yeah. Um, but anyway... Yeah, Dante Pettis, just what a weird and bizarre, you know, start to his career. I hope that maybe he can, you know, turn it around. I don't think him and Shanahan were good fits for each other. Shanahan seems to be like a tough guy to play for. You know, you got to be willing to, um, I think just, you know, you, you can tell that there's not this he doesn't he doesn't like the star mentality or, or anything like that. Oh yeah, you mentioned it last week. He just wants receivers to come in and fill one type of role. And that's got to be, you know, that's fine, you know, for for a point, but I'm sure that gets old at, at, after a bit. Let's just cut the crap. He didn't like the pink hair. Probably. He he said something about it. Dante took offense and they never got over it. Yeah. And Dante's a weird guy. I mean, you can just I'm sure that he's he's one of those types that's probably hard to to manage, so yeah, Dante, if you're out there listening right now, I'm sorry, man. But you, you uh, know he is too. We wish you the best, Dante. Hopefully, you find yeah, another game. I'm rooting for you. Maybe the Packers. That you didn't get Will Fuller. Give Dante Pettis a chance. There you go. So uh, some other news. I haven't seen. This was yesterday. I don't know if um, there's been any kind of developments here. The NFL is proposing proposing a contingency plan, 16 team playoff in case games are lost due to coronavirus. That's scary. That could be very interesting because they're going to seven teams per conference so we're at 14 so that would basically just be adding another team per conference so we'll see i think what they're saying is it would not be fair if some teams lost games to then take them out of the playoffs so they add another team i don't know i didn't read into too many too much of the details i just saw this news kind of making the rounds and it piqued my interest it kind of scares me are they saying like we could lose games at the end of the year like they could cut the season short potentially? Well, or? What, because we're running out of bye weeks. I think the notion was that if games get canceled because of too many coronavirus concerns, there's not a lot of places left to put them. So we could just be saying this game is gone. We haven't had that happen yet. We've been able to move things around, but those those open squares to move to are closing up quickly. I mean, we're entering week nine. I think bye weeks finish up in – like week 11 or 12? Yeah, it's true. And it does seem like the, well, I mean, the Rona's definitely it's gotten you know, worse across the country. Cases sure. are ticking up. We I, I've noticed that it seems like it's every week with, you know, an, another team or multiple teams now. Yep. Um, John Elway tested positive. Yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers. Not <laughs> all those years of tobacco use have me a little worried about his uh, Im- immuno health, but we'll right. see. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah, man, weird weird year. Weird year. So, um, yeah, that's the news, Addy. So before we get into who'd you get, a little bit of housekeeping. And we're going to hit this quick, Addy. Uh, this is not something that we ever hoped we'd have to talk about on the pod. But uh, we do have to mention it uh, just to give you guys a peek into what's going on behind the scenes of Big 3 IDP and, uh, you know, see maybe if we can make some stuff happening uh, happen here as the listenership. So, Addy, for I would say the past year, uh, we've had two sources of income for the podcast, right? 
So we've had ad revenue and we've had listener support, which we are so incredibly thankful for all of our patrons out there. So we, um, to get, take you guys fully behind the curtain, we have $75 in expenses every month for the podcast, $25 for StreamYard, which is how we get this show out to you all on video. And then we are paying Zach Magley, ZMAX, 50 bucks to do our doc prep and write our tweets and all that kind of stuff, which that wasn't enough money for the work he was doing, but it was what we could pay. And unfortunately, Anchor, unbeknownst to us, ended our ad that we had with them that brought in the majority of our revenue for the show. So, unfortunately, we had to let Z-Mags go, Addy. This was crushing. I did not enjoy having to do this at all. Z-Mags had been killing it, but we weren't able to pay him anymore because we only get about $16 in listener support. So, a far cry from that 75 that we needed to uh, pay the bills. So, the reason we bring this up is we obviously want to bring Z-Mags back into the fold. And um, we don't have any other ads on the hook right now through Anchor or otherwise to bring in ad revenue. So if you have been considering supporting the show, you can do it for $1, $5, or $10 right through Anchor. Check every episode description. It's there at the bottom of every show description. There's a link to our support page. You can also check out anchor.fm slash big3idp. Um, it would really help us out. We would love to get to a point where we could bring ZMAGs back into the fold. It's a big help for us. So, Addy, just wanted to let the listeners know what was going on. If you don't hear us talking about ZMAGs, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, look what you've done. Look what you've done, listeners. <laughs> Thanks a lot to Anchor. I mean, we appreciate them giving us that sweet ad revenue for a no, year. Yeah, uh, yeah but, you won't be hearing any more Anchor ads, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, if you were getting tired of the Anchor ad read, you won't be hearing it anymore. Yeah, so. you will never hear that again. Never again. Um, yeah, it sucks. We kind of thought that it was going to be, you know, we, we were concerned that they may pull that eventually, and they did. But uh, we're grateful for the for the time we had with them. But yeah, it's uh, you know, we do the make the show as as good as we want it to be. You know, we do have some expenses, and uh, it would be very cool to get a little bit of support. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you are considering, I mean, with the number of listeners that we have supporting the pod. If just a fraction of those jumped on for a dollar a month, we could bring ZMAGs back next mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Or, you know, if you know of any, like, adver- advertising companies or, That's right. or people would, that, that uh, you know, we could maybe have on the pod uh, and advertise for. That's right. We are happy know. to do any kind of ad reads. We're creative guys. So we are always happy to do ad reads for anybody. But, again, shout out to our existing patrons, Jason, Nico, Lauren, and Aaron. You guys are awesome. We'll shout you out on the show if you uh, become a patron. So just wanted to hit that uh, quickly and give you guys an update on what's going on. Again, check out the description for every episode if you'd like the link to the sponsorship page. They're going to uh, they're going to foreclose on the, the so check. That's so right. Keep the, that in mind. The it's, truck is idling right next to the so check yes, right this, now. All this will be gone. So it's on y'all. It's all on y'all. Just keep it in mind. You know this is my house, right? Like it's it's not like it's not the podcast uh, property, right? Uh, I don't know. That's true. I gave you a key. I need to get a surveyor out here. Uh, I gave you a key for some reason. All right, Addy, let's do... It's one of my favorite segments. It's America's favorite segment. It is... Who'd you get? Who'd you get? And I'll kick us off here because you're cracking another beer. Um, So this is where we talk about the players that we acquired typically through waiver wire pickups, but 
We're going into the juicy deets tonight. We're talking trades. We've been busy. Addy hits you with a lot of the trades he's been making. I gave you some. That's a beautiful pour right there. Hell of a pour. So we're going to – I got three trades I'm going to hit you all with. Addy, I want to get your take here. I'm in the mix in our main league, the XFFL, and so I'm making a push. It's a running back arms race right now. Uh, so I'm a couple of these trades you're going to hear are to acquire running backs. And so the first one, I traded Marvin Jones, Malcolm Brown, and Max Crosby for Lev Bell. Lev Bell's contract, an absolute abomination. Mm. Signed for way too much money through like 2024. Uh, but you do what you got to do when you need running back help. Got to do it. Got to do it. And I really do think that unless he's washed, which if he is, I'll throw him an IR. No harm, no foul. Move on. But um, if he's not washed up, I think this will truly be a, a timeshare situation, like a, a true like 50-50 timeshare situation. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose too much sleep about losing any, any of those guys, um, you know, that, that you traded away. It does. It is a little unfortunate that you trade away Marvin Jones, and then Kenny G goes out, and you know, Marvin Jones caught like two touchdowns. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But Marvin Jones, I heard it said very well in the fantasy footballers. Marvin Jones is pain right now. So if you want pain in your life, yeah, sure. Start Marvin Jones because he had like thirty nine yards receiving on those two touchdowns. Was this after? Uh, you saw that picture of Max Crosby that you decided to trade him away? No, it was you posted it to celebrate the trade. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So when I saw it, I had immediate regret because, come on, who doesn't want like a 90s high school movie villain on their team? Yeah, go to uh, playerprofiler.com and uh, type in Max Crosby. Um, very and enjoy. Very good picture of him on there. Enjoy. All right, so that was trade number one. Trade number two, not as sexy. Traded Eric Armstead in a 2022 fourth-round pick for grown man strength Hall of Fame, Akeem Hicks. I'm basically just trying to upgrade every spot for the playoff push, and D-tackle is one that's easy to overlook, but it could be the difference if that guy goes and gets you know two or three sacks in a championship game or something. Yeah. Right now, Akeem Hicks sitting at D-tackle three for our league, so... I like it. I love Akeem Hicks, the player, the person. So I like having guys on my squad that I enjoy rooting for. Yeah, I agree. You just got to upgrade where you can, even like kickers and stuff. You That's right. Thinking about stuff Plug like that. Every hole. And Armstead's been terrible this year. I thought maybe he would do well there, even with Buckner gone. But with Bosa being out, with Buckner being gone, like John Macri, because I was asking Macri about this, like, what's going on? He's like, just, it's hard. He's got a lot more attention on him mm-hmm. now. There's not as many people to draw, you know, no Buckner, no Bosa. Yep. So it's been tougher. He's been a big disappointment at defensive tackle. Final trade here was with the aforementioned John Macri. Traded Blake Jarwin, who was on IR, Chris Thompson, and Dre Greenlaw for Naheem Hines. I hate to lose Greenlaw on a cheap deal, after the Quan Alexander trade, but Addy, it's a running back arms race, and your boy's got to stockpile those pieces while I can. Yeah, and I think I mean they they'd be idiots if they go away from Naheem Hines. They they really they're seeing it right. Like he wasn't a big runner, but catching the ball on those little wheel routes, he's got the speed and the burst and the vision. I think JT, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be out for a while with this ankle injury or limited. I think Jordan Wilkins is going to be the primary running back, and I think you're going to see Naheem Hines in kind of this, like, satellite back role. Yeah, I love it. I mean, and he's good. Every time he's on the field, he's making plays. Even, like, when I don't think he's done it much this year, but last year in the return game, he was incredible. Yep. He just makes things happen. 
love Naheem Hines. Yes, and the backflip with the, I don't even know what you call that, the twist in the middle of it for the celebration. No, sick. Did it twice. Did it twice. Insane athleticism. Get this. Good things happen. They're seeing it, right? Like, he was involved this game, and the offense looked great. Phillip Rivers has had his best two games of the season back-to-back. And I think it's as they're incorporating Naheem Hines more and more into this offense. Josh, he's going for it. I'm going for it. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to have hell to pay because I have David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell combined for like $40 million next year against my cap. Sir. Straight to IR after this season. Sir, throw the gun, throw the holster. That's right. I don't know what the hell that means. Sir, but leave it all out there. Gunch, you hit us with your trades here, Addy. Okay, yeah, I made a couple of trades. Remember, Addy is in rebuild. Right now, um, well, just the you know for the last part of the year, then we're gonna I feel, I feel like we're gonna be back competing next year. This is gonna be your first year out of the playoffs. Yeah, in man. that league, sad. It's sad. sad. End of an era, but uh, you know, we we had a good run anyway. Uh, traded away Shaq Thompson, a twenty twenty one third in Carlton Davis for Mike Williams. Very Mike, nice. Mike Williams is on like a. He's like he's like six per year, and I have him for the next. I think he expires in twenty twenty two. Nice. So I have Justin Herbert. So I you like having that, I like that yeah, connection. Double boner connection there with Herbs and Mike Williams. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then the other trade I made this morning was I traded away Eric Ebron for a twenty twenty two fourth. Yeah, I think getting anything for Ebron right now yeah. is nice. Just looking down the line again. I'm I'm just you know. Seeking out contenders that are that are making you know trying to do what you're doing pretty much just clean up the rosters. Yep, tighten things up. Yep, shore up positions of weakness. Trade away you know where you have some depth. And you know I I know like you see twenty twenty two fourth. Yeah, that's that's probably nothing. That's jump in an IDP league. In an IDP league, that's, that's pretty nice. nice. That was Buda Baker for me in twenty seventeen. Like, that's right. There's plenty of fourth round picks that hit. Um, and, yeah, there's going to be always guys that sift through because it's IDP. Yes, absolutely. So, um, got some trades rolling in here. Let's uh, let's grade these, Addy. Traded a third rounder for Tyler Johnson and a fourth rounder. This was Joseph. Said kid is solid, just needs to play more. Um, so, I like that. I think Tyler Johnson a little bit buried on the Buccaneers depth chart, right? Yeah, so, he, he acquired Johnson in a fourth? Yeah, he said he traded a third. a third rounder for Tyler Johnson in a fourth rounder. Yeah, that's great. Tyler that's Johnson's great. really good. Move back in, like the, in the draft. Yeah, I can get, get Tyler Johnson. And especially, you know, if, if something happens with Godwin. I think Godwin yes. may be on his way out. Actually, mm-hmm. I think he his contract may be coming up. So Yeah. Has we'll he see. unfollowed the Buccaneers on Instagram? That's the that's question. That's the final step. So that's we'll how see. you know. Stay tuned. All right, we got some other trades rolling in here. Traded David Johnson and Brandon Cooks for Travis Kelsey in Dynasty on Saturday. Had Higby at tight end. Yeah. So traded DJ and Brandon Cooks for Travis Kelsey. (laughs) God. Congratulations. That's amazing. I still think Travis Kelsey has at least maybe like two more years as like in the tight end one discussion for Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's like, you know, he's like Tony G, man. I mean, they just so both so happen to play for Kansas City in their careers, but I mean he's he's that type that's gonna he just has to stick around and that he's as long as he's in that offense he's gonna be super productive and, and probably be a top five tight end. So. Absolutely, another one here from one of our favorites, DJ Caltown said traded Bobby Wagner for Kenneth Murray in a twenty twenty two third in a sixteen team league. That's a fantastic trade. I love it. 
I love it. That's the league that we're in. So there uh, you go. So yeah. you know. Yeah, I but love yeah, it, DJ Bobby Wagner is a great name um, to trade right now, especially for Kenneth Murray, a guy who's played close to 100% of snaps this season. And you get a pick, a 2022 third in an IDP league. Oh, baby, that was Kenneth Murray. That's I'm kind of surprised he didn't have to send a pick with Bobby Wagner yeah. to get Kenneth Murray in a dynasty league. Yeah, you got to remember, uh, Bobby Wagner's getting up there in age. He's like almost 30 now. He might be 30. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a slam dunk in dynasty. Uh, I wish I could get anyone to trade with me in there. I'm I'm ass in that league. Please no, help. He just had no a please one, help sign. Yeah, like someone come get Chase Edmonds. Like, come on, y'all. Holler so uh, one of our absolute favorites, Kyle Bellinelli. Belly Fuel says, I just want Adam to know Michael Thomas is on the block in Unreal Tournament. I'll think about it. Send you over a, a uh, maybe a 2023 20, 6. 2023 20, 6. There you go. Seems fair. Yeah. Michael Thomas. Where is he? Oh, there he is. You put him in the middle of the table where you said nobody cares about him. Yeah. The two, the, the ones in the middle, those are eh. Eh. We love these boys right here. Yeah. And we don't, that 12 is eh. That's Peyton. Connie's, that's Connie's, Connie's corner. corner. Yeah, he's, he sees one and he he actually cries looking at both of those since Peyton won a ring with the Broncos. Um, so we're gonna do waivers a little bit different. We mentioned this, Addy. Um, instead of you know, especially with Z Mags gone, RIP Z Mags, uh, we are going to instead point you guys to two awesome IDP analysts who are cranking out a great waiver article every single week. And so what we've done here is, because we want you to go read the article, we're not going to give you every name from their list, but go check out Kyle Bellyfuel's waiver wire article over at idpguys.org and check out Mike Wollert's waiver article over at 4 for 4. And so what we did, Addy, we went and looked for one player at each position group that these two guys had in common on their waiver wire article list. Who was the one for linebacker they both recommended? TJ Edwards. Ooh, Philadelphia linebacker. Yeah. Of course, John Macri went and scooped him out from under us in XFFL. Of course, yeah. Sucks having him in the league now. It does. It really, really does. I'm immediately regretting this. Shout out XFFL Macri. <laughs> Is that a PFF Macri? Yeah, that's his new thing. Hey, he puts you in a PFF article. Does that Dude, mean you're going to shout be, out, yeah. man. That is like the tightest shit ever. You, you said you, you have destroyed this. His head is going to explode. <laughs> He's going to go Hollywood. We'll never see him on the pod again. This is terrible. Yeah, very cool. Thank you for that, man. He, he, uh, he posted my DJ Wanham tweet uh, in an article, so that was very cool. And it was also cool to see him get a sack this week. So, anyway, uh, TJ Edwards, yes, 13 total tackles this week, six solos, one for a loss, one sack, one quarterback hit, one forced fumble. Um, Nate Gary's on IR. Uh, TJ Edwards played 75% of the defensive snaps. It seems like he's going to be the guy going forward, um, him or Alex Singleton, but I think it's going to be TJ Edwards. I agree. I think that, um, you know, there's a reason we saw Macri go get him in the XFFL, and um, he had a chance with Nate Gary out and absolutely balled. So I think uh, I agree with Kyle and Mike here. I think TJ Edwards is, especially if you're linebacker deficient, He's absolutely at the top of the list for me in terms of waiver wire ads. Should be available in a lot of leagues, honestly. Yep, I think so. So go grab them. All right, defensive line. Who are we looking at here, Addy? Carlos Dunlap. Ooh, yeah, the aforementioned. Yeah, we touched on him earlier, so it's just uh, it's nice seeing that uh, both these guys like him too. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, 
Dunlap's been one of the better edge rushers in the league, and uh, I don't I don't think that's gonna I don't think that he he wasn't that because of anything other than just playing time and just not being in a good situation there in Cincinnati. That's right. Uh, he just wasn't ready to be a part of a rebuild or anything like that. And who and, can blame him? Right. Yeah. He's he he's been in the league for ten years. Yeah. I mean, he's he's ready to compete and, and never really come close, aside from the Andy Dalton broken thumb year, to sniffing a deep playoff run. Seriously, he's he's been his whole career in Cincinnati. Hasn't yes, he? he's been a good soldier. This new regime, he's just not part of it. And so they yeah. they did right by him and got him out the door to a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be motivated to play his ass off. Yep. And uh, great coaching. We know this defense is always coached up well. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I love Carlos Dunlap. I think he could be a sneaky, I'm not going to say league winner to that level, but a really solid D-line two, D-lineman two for your roster moving forward. Very rare that you, you have an opportunity to add someone like this midseason. So take advantage of that. Take advantage. All right, DB, final one here, Addy. Who we got? Eric Rowe, Miami Dolphins. Uh, so his week eight stat line, seven tackles, five solos, one interception, and five passes defended. Five passes defended? Yeah. Good um, Lord. This guy was everywhere. Yeah, great week. I mean, he's just the guy back there. He's uh, he's playing 84% on the year, um, and he's seen his, his, his playing time rise over the last two starts at 100% and 92, uh, 92% last week. So, um, yeah, Eric Rowe, great option. Um, someone that you know, you should be looking at to add. Yep. Go get him. He's, he's probably one of like three pieces that maybe four, right? So you have like Roe, Jerome Baker, Emmanuel Ogba and Shaq Lawson. That'd be about it from that Miami team. Yeah. Calvin Noy. He's in Miami, isn't he? Nah, yeah, he is, but he's, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. No, very inconsistent. It's but- a gr- it's a good defense for the NFL. I think y'all were talking about this on DF Triple S as yes. well. Like that was our that was our suggestion of the week yeah. to start Miami, and that was they were beautiful. Great. They beat the dog snot out of the Los Angeles Rams. If you don't listen to us for anything else, listen to us for our our de- defense special team picks because every freaking week we kill it. Yep, and your kicker contest. Yes, of course. and hopefully Bachelorette. Yes, that's coming. Need to get back on that. Apparently, there's a new Bachelorette coming. I don't know if you saw the previews. No. It just happened to be on. I don't know why I was watching it, uh, the commercial for it, that is. And apparently, the Bachelorette quits. Oh, wow. And they bring in a new one. Okay. Yeah, so I, I need it in my life. That's, right, that's, please, you and Johnny record a Saturday. How many so. fantasy points that's worth? Uh, that's, that's you, you won the game if you <laughs> predicted that one. All right, Eddie, let's give the people what they want. We're going to hit 28 Dynasty Assets. And ask the question, you buying, you selling, are you holding? And we start with a legend on the defensive side of the football, J.J. Watt for the Houston Texans. Hit us with some stats here, Addy. So, J.J. Watt, only three sacks and 22 pressures through seven games. This is not the J.J. Watt we we remember, uh, but he does seem to be heating up. He's averaging 18 points per game over his last two. Uh... I think I would maybe buy and redraft, but Dynasty definitely selling. Yeah, I think Dynasty, it depends on the team makeup. I'm probably holding. That's going to be the theme here with a lot of these guys for me is anyone that's underperforming, what are you going to get for them in a Dynasty format, which is really what we're looking at here. So if he's heating up, I probably hold him and hope that maybe I can slot him in into like a 
IDP flex spot or maybe a D line two spot. Um, but yeah, I think if you try to sell them, especially in dynasty, you're not going to get a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you're a contender, you know, and you need to beef up your, your DN spot, I would, I would try and, you know, maybe send like a fourth or if you have a bunch of thirds, maybe yeah. like a future third or something. Um, just if, you know, if you're, if you're ship chasing. That's right. He he's he is a good piece to go grab because I think you can get him cheap uh, if you are not the J.J. Watt manager. Second on the list here, running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs. Uh, absolutely killed it in that wild, wild weather scenario we had in Cleveland this past Sunday. It was said very well on another pod I was listening to. It's like when you would go to the science museum and they would do the demonstration of all the weather effects that could possibly happen. It was like that game, they just pushed all the buttons. I think there was hail, there was wind, there was rain. There were kicks flying like 100 feet to the left after they had been kicked. It was absolutely wild, but Josh Jacobs tore it up. Um, Maybe you could say he's been at or a little bit below expectations this year in Las Vegas. Uh, but I think he's a screaming buy right now for me. Yeah, I think so too. I, th- I think he has, you know, performed a little bit under expectation. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's still he's still RB twelve right now. He's averaging sixteen points a game. Um, he has, you know, that first week he 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 had thirty six points, and then since then, his highest week is twenty two, and then he's had a lot of pedestrian games in between. But um, yeah, Josh Jacobs, I think he's a definite buy. You know, if you can get him for a first and a, you know, a second, 100%, even two firsts is probably good for him. Yep, I agree. I think he's going to finish the year. He's right on that fringe right now, so you could easily say, oh, he's a guy that's going to fall out of the top 12 mm-hmm. at his position. I think he's actually going the opposite direction. I think he's going up. And I kind of like that Oakland offense. And, I'm, you know, if Las we, Vegas offense. Las Vegas yeah. offense, sorry. Um Got to be careful with that Washington team. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I like that offense, and uh, especially if they can maybe get a quarterback upgrade in there. That could be very nice. You think Derek Carr's there next year? Yeah, I mean, he's actually been pretty good this year. He's been like, fine. But, like, is he the new Andy Dalton? Are we just yes. going to keep saying he's fine, he's fine, he's yes. fine? Yes. At a certain point, you have to ask, can we win a Super Bowl with this guy? And the answer is no with Derek Carr. Right. He's not going to, like, you're not probably not going to, like, bottom out and be, like, a one-win team with Derek Carr. But you're not winning the whole thing. It's fine is never the answer. That's if it's fine means it's time to move on or look yeah. For if you've else. had like four or five years of fine, it's time to cut bait and move on and find someone who can be great. All right, number three. This one's kind of crazy. Alvin Kamara. We bring this up because you actually sold Alvin Kamara, but I want to hit some of his stats on the season that uh, make you think. Uh, what should you do with AK right now? I know. Well. I kind of think you it's a good time to sell them just because there's some uncertainty there in New Orleans with Drew Brees retiring. Like, what's that offense going to look like? Um, I I do have enough faith in Sean Payton that they'll figure it out or, you know, they'll they'll bring someone in. That's, or it'll be Jameis and, uh, and it'll that, be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 2019. That could be fine, too. We'll see what happens with Michael Thomas. You know, that seems like it's kind of on the outs right now. I mean, um, you saw the tweet I shared in XFFL. Yeah, explain that. So basically saying that um, what this reporter was hearing was that unless the Saints apologize to Michael Thomas, he's not going to play. Apologize about what? Leaking the story to the athletic about his behavior and, you know, the floating the trade stuff out there and all that. Like, basically the what he considers to be the character assassination that went on with that athletic piece. 
He's the worst. He's a, he's a weird dude, man. He's a weirdo, and your boy called it. You did. You told him to grow up, and uh, it's only gotten worse with Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's but, uh, uh, not a good person. Not so, a good uh, person at all. But yeah. Alvin Kamara, yeah, I think uh, the, the crazy stat you have here, on pace for 126 catches and 1,271 receiving yards, the fantasy footballer said he'd be wide receiver 12. If he were listed as a wide receiver, that, that is crazy. That's mind-boggling. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that the uh, the fifty-five catches through seven games—that's a record. Uh, the 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 hundred twenty-six catches that he is is on pace for—that would be a definite record. Um, just incredible. It's it is it's hard to trade someone like this, but you could get a lot of money or a, a lot of a lot of compensation or for, a lot, or of, a lot money. of money. Just have someone be like send me $200 <laughs> in cash and I'll give them to you for a fourth. Here's my Venmo. Yeah, send it over and we'll make a deal happen. Three first and $200. You know that has to happen, right? Like someone sending actual cash. I think it cash. should. I think that should happen more. It should be like, "Hey, listen, just you cover my entry fee for the next 2 years. Also give me two first. AK's yours. That's right. We'll do the deal so it looks legit, but it's like, wait a minute. Why does this happen? Why is why is Adam's entry fee coming from Larry over here? Don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. That's right. Hey, we have a question here. Um, so this is Dynasty. Uh, Rugs, Jonathan Taylor, or Justin Jefferson in Dynasty? That's an easy one for me. It's, Je- it's Jefferson. It's Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson's already like a... A top twelve dynasty he is. asset, dynasty Old wide receiver. receiver. Absolutely agree. It's Justin Jefferson all day long. Yeah, I mean, what he's doing this early and like the the way he's doing it, that's incredible. A he, lot of great rookie wide receivers, man. That T Higgins catch, I don't know if you saw great. that on like yes. the Burrow kind of fadeaway throw. Yes, he's really good. He's so good. Higgins is great. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is great uh, there in San Francisco, and about to get a big uptick in terms of involvement so um it's been the year of the rookie wide receiver we know cd lamb's gonna be good unfortunately dak is out so that's visca. a bummer yeah visca denzel mims coming on here that's soon. true we do have to worry about uh lavisca chenault with uh luke what is it um luke juton or uh oh, yeah gluten free what's his name yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, we'll see. But hey, I mean, Gardner wouldn't that? He wouldn't be in that good. No, he. Well, he has a broken thumb. Did you hear this? F- multiple fractures in his thumb. Yeah, right. The team didn't know about it. <laughs> like, so he just didn't tell him. I guess he was like, "My thumb is still hurting," and they're like, "Well, maybe we should X-ray that for the first time in three weeks." Oh yeah, it's broke. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, man. So, um, AK, what are we doing with AK right now? Well, I mean, I sold him, but you got to keep in mind this is an RSO league, so it's a contract league. So once players, um, their contract expires, you got to extend them. And he was gonna, he was coming up for a lot of money, um, so I cashed out for DeAndre Swift in a first. Love it. Uh, but I think you can get, I think you can get more. I mean, right now, I mean, he's he's unbelievable. I think you get, I think you get probably DeAndre Swift and maybe like you know two first. Yeah, it's it's situational, right? I mean, if I was in the, um, you know, Zach was the one who bought him in XFFL. He's making a, a push for the title. I would be doing that. I would be mortgaging the hell out of my future to go get AK because I think he has the potential to single-handedly win you a ring. Yeah. Like Patrick Mahomes style, you know, two years ago. Uh, and if you are in a situation where you're rebuilding, yeah, go grab, uh, you know, one of these rookie running backs and some picks because then you're basically looking at two – top-tier running backs for an AK, which is a – I would do that. 
Yeah, and also keep in mind, you're not really, I mean, you're still going to be a contender for the next four or five years. This guy has 55 catches through seven games. His his, his skill set is going to translate very well as he ages. He's going to be fine to I think he's at least 30. I mean, um, yeah, trading for AK, it's going to cost a lot, but you're going to have a rock-solid RB1 for the next three, four years. That's right. All right, next up on the list, Tua Tungavailoa, new starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I have to say, my only observation about Tua so far, he looks very small. Like, he looks like um, he needs to add some muscle to that frame. I worry about Tua. He looks like a small child out there. Yeah. Not um, like Kyler Murray, who's like five foot four, with like a, you know, oversized bucket helmet. But Tua just looks thin. Like, what's his weight? Is he, like, above 200 pounds? Let's see. He's six foot. Uh, let's see how much. He... If he's six foot 200, I mean, that's what I'm calling right now. I'm, I'm so curious. He had a um, he had a pretty bad week, though, is his, his opening yeah, week. Yeah, he was, he he was he's not. he's 217. No, I don't think so. That's really small, though. Like, he needs to be closer to, like, 225, 230. But he was awful. I mean, he was he, not good. He was awful. I mean, uh, he threw for like 90 yards. He was like 9 of 22 or something? 12 of 22, yeah. 93 yards. He did throw a touchdown. To Devontae Parker. So that's yeah. good I if mean, you're the Parker manager. Luckily for him, the defense special teams carried him. Um, but, yeah, not the debut that we were hoping for. No. Wouldn't, uh it wasn't like RG3 in his debut. No, I would say he's a big-time sell right now. If you can get, like, we have Lord Ratty, Fantasy Guru Bro, is a Miami Dolphins fan. I'd be trying to move. If you have a Dolphins fan in your league, try to go cash in on their, like, overwhelming hype and hope for this player. I don't know, man. Um, I, we'll see. I'm hopeful that Miami has their quarterback. I really am. I want Tua to be good. But fantasy-wise, yeah, if you can cash out and buy on – cash in on that optimism right now around Tua, do it. Yeah. Do it. That's a concern, though, you know, with – I feel like a lot of people are going to be kind of sharing that same thought with, with this week. You know how people are. It's just – we get we have one game on the books and then, oh he sucks bucks <laughs> yeah told you you can't you can't have a left handed quarterback yeah this is why there's only one yeah but um you know this is still also a team that is not a lot of talent yeah still rebuilding that offense sucks big time it's, yeah I mean Devonte Parker that's your best that's uh, it that's it because like, he's turned back into a you know, pumpkin. Yeah, he's sucking real hard. Preston Williams, I don't know what's. I mean, he's it, I clearly not trusting his knee, not fully recovered from the ACL. But man, um, not a lot of options there. We they didn't had mention to go. I, Isaiah Ford got traded today. Isaiah Ford got traded, and they traded for the two hundred dollar man, DeAndre Washington. Right, my boy. So what is happening? Miles Gaskin, poor Lorne, loses George Kittle, loses Miles Gaskin. It was a double wiener punch type of day for Lorne. Yeah, thoughts Sorry, up, Lorne. Lorne. Um, Sorry, Lorne. So yeah, you where's where do you stand on Tua? Buy, sell, hold. You holding? I think I'm holding. Okay, I'm gonna hold. I mean, I don't like selling someone after they they put up a stinker. I think that uh, we got to give it a little bit. We don't want to sell too soon, and then uh, you know. But also, what could you even get for him right now? What what are you getting him for him in a in a one QB league? What are you selling him for? Like a someone going to give you a second for him? Uh, multiple first and three hundred dollars in cash. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, yeah, maybe a third, second or a third. In an IDP league, that would be nice. I'd probably cash out for a third. 
go get like a top tier linebacker or something like that. My brain's racing right now thinking about like what if the fan- like the future fantasy is like we start like actually <laughs> Just sending, sending cash. money. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a website out there where you can do this. Let's be honest. It's like there should be a gambling aspect of it as well, you know. Yeah. It, the, the future of fantasy football. Keep in mind, fantasy football it's a it's a older than you think hobby because it was happening with pen and paper, you know, back in the pre-internet days, but in its current incarnation, it's like 15, 20 years old. I mean, the future of where this is going to go is going to be insane. Yeah, we still can't get even people playing IDP hardly. I know. So, come on. Well, once it gets on Daily Fantasy, that's the game changer we're waiting for. Mm -hmm. Number five, Travis Travis Fulgham, wide receiver, 28. Hit us with some stats, Addy. Averaging 19.7 points per game. Wow. Crazy. It's amazing. This was, you know, he was a six-round pick in the, in the 2019 draft. Um, got drafted by Detroit. They waived him. Um, he just kind of bounced around, and, and, he, and he found a spot here in, in, uh, in Philly. Uh, if you look on his player profile, he comps to Michael Gallup. So it's a nice profile. Yep. Um, I, what do you think? Bye. Bye. Absolutely. I think so, too, because, I mean, you can still probably. I think people will be skeptical, um, but you're right. I mean, everything I've seen on, like, he looks good. He looks like a legit, you know, good receiver. We keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it just hasn't. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you have to just dive in with both feet and just say, I believe this is the guy. Yeah. Unless they make a quarterback change there, which maybe, but. Yeah, that is true. When that, that happens. throw a monkey wrench in yeah. things, but if they continue with Carson Wentz, which they most likely will, um, I think Fulgham is a very safe wide receiver, too. What's his deal, Carson Wentz's? Um, I heard it described very well on the Around the NFL podcast. They were like, Carson Wentz is a more demented version of Ryan Fitzpatrick in that, like, he has these extreme highs and lows, right? So the Fitzmagic value proposition has always been, it's when it's fun, boy, it's going to be fun. When it's bad, oh, my God, you're going to be 2-14. and 14. Yeah. Carson Wentz is kind of that same experience. Like, I'm going to look benchable, cuttable for like three-fourths of the game, but then I'm going to have a magnificent one-fourth of the game that's going to get us back in it. And I'm going to do it seemingly single-handedly. Yeah. Um. So I think he's a player that is mostly bad, but is brilliant enough in very short spurts to keep his job and keep the Eagles in the mix in a very bad NFC East. And he had that one good year, you know, that one – MVP type year. Before he tore his ACL. Before he got hurt. And then that's, ever since then, it just hasn't been the same. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I don't trust him at all. Philadelphia fans have to be just like pulling their hair out because how do you trust this guy? You know? You don't. I don't think they do. They made it. I mean, they kind of, they made it weird on themselves too, bringing in Jalen Hurts like that. They did. Because I don't know that he's going to be that good either. No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, but I don't really see it. No, and here's the thing. I really would be curious if the today, say it's the trade deadline, right? It's too late now because it's already passed. But say earlier today, and this never would have happened, but just just go with me. In a hypothetical world, Howie Roseman picks up the phone, calls over to uh, I think Ryan Pace is still the GM for the Chicago Bears and says, Ryan, straight up, we'll give you Carson Wentz for Nick Foles. If that trade had gone through, are Philadelphia fans rejoicing? Hmm. It's a good question, right? 
I'd put them about the same right now. I really would. I don't know, man. There's still a lot of people that like Carson Wentz, but yeah, I think you're right. I think the majority of them are they're they're very emotional and you know not always logical at times. Not never logical. <laughs> so the, the, the Eagles fans have never been logical, and that's what's lovable. They about got them. that ring, and that you know that that means a lot to them. And Foles got it for them. They would welcome back BDN with open arms. Yeah, and I think they would be like you know Carson Wentz, good riddance. Would they do that trade right now? Yes, I think they would. Why don't they do that? It trade deadline's passed, unfortunately. Well, that's true. Yeah, so it's not going to happen. But that would have been fun. All right, another guy that we keep waiting for the shoe to drop, James Robinson, RB5 for the Jags. I'm going to look up this new quarterback's name. I think it's like Luke Juton. It's a very strange name. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It was funny. Did you see this Roto World put um, Gardner Minshew Thumb slash scapegoat as the injury. I saw that. It was amazing. It was a very irresponsible headline. <laughs> they, I saw that underneath the, they, That was the first comment. Was it? <laughs> they love being like smarmy with their injury designations. Yeah. But I don't like it. You're kind of clickbaity over there. James Robinson, what are you doing right now with him? I think he is a great sale. Absolutely. I mean, I think you can get a first for him. Um, I just, you know, I think this team, I think what they have, uh, they – they gotta be they gotta be thrilled with James Robinson, but I don't think that he is the future there or anything like that. I don't think that he's enough to where they won't be looking to upgrade the position. Oh, hundred you know, percent, or add to it, or, or yeah. Whatever. Keep in mind this is Dynasty as well. We should yes. mention again Dynasty. Oh, <laughs> this is great. So I've been calling him um, Juton, Luke Juton. It's Jake Luton. <laughs> So there you go. I just had it completely backwards. Juke Luton. Juke Luton. That's be, yeah, like a that'd be perfect. It's it's Someone be great. Like just breaking ankles constantly. So I think um, that team is is going to be very very bad. Mm-hmm. So I think cash out on Robinson now while you can. Yeah, I think he's coming off like a thirty point game. So I mean, really the perfect time. Um, you know, he could he could be uh, he could be relevant for a, a you know next year and maybe a year after that. But I think that you know. I think now's a great time to cash out. He comped to Kenneth Dixon, a guy that I always liked. Yeah, there you go. Um, we had a comment. Robinson is going to be looking like Zeke with Danucci in there. I agree. This is we're going to talk about Zeke in just a second. Yes. It's a great uh, a parallel. Um, Boo Bam asked Jacksonville running backs or Cincinnati running backs. That's easy for me. Yeah, Cincinnati. Absolutely. With Joe Mixon coming back, the stash man, Giovanni Bernard has been really good. Gio's been great. We've been loving using him in DFS. So, Joe oh, Mixon, stay yeah. out. Stay con. Yeah. Uh, we should mention Skate Lex One says, I love Adam on Periscope. Thank you. Love you. Love you, hound. So next up here, Bobby Okariki, LB45. But that doesn't tell the full story, Eddie. Since week four, he's averaging 15 points a game, Joshy. Uh, So Leonard was back this week, and it was Okariki who who got the second most playing time among the linebackers. Leonard played 100%. Okariki played 79%. Walker played 43%. Bobby's the number two, baby. Bobby's the number two. And so there's a new um there is a new rule that I'm going to implement. It's the Macri rule. Anytime he does something in our league, I'm just gonna mention it on the pod and say that everyone should do the same thing. Yeah. Uh he went and acquired Bobby Okariki and is starting him. And now uh, once again, like with TJ Edwards, seems to be on the forefront of something we should have seen coming. 
But yes, if you can, if the the manager has not picked up on the fact that Okariki is the number two there and is playing very well alongside Leonard, go get him. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I guess that we can go ahead and talk about the next guy because that's who I was about to mention. Darius Leonard, currently, currently the LB55. In the four games he's played, he's averaging 15.4 points a game. Um, so kind of what I was going to get at was Okariki is a great buy also because Darius Leonard kind of struggles with health a little bit. He's a great sell. I would be yes. I would be looking to cash out right now on Leonard um, just because I think there are there is truth to what you said that you are moving away from being married to these big name linebackers and before before Leonard's value because I think it's trending down in the eyes of like really savvy experienced IDP players um, but he still carries a lot of name value, so I think you can get a good haul for him right now, especially if you were to package trade him to go get like an offensive, a really nice offensive piece. I think you could still do that. So um, I know, I know this is dynasty, I know, but I'm, I think I'm still selling right now. I'm with you. Go sell him and go buy Okariki, and you're gonna get seventy-five to eighty percent of what Leonard gets, and now you've got a nice offensive piece. Exactly. Like, what's Okariki cost? Like, maybe, maybe to a savvy owner, he's like a, a third round pick. I was gonna say a third, but yeah. I I bet when the draft is close next year, you could probably get Okariki for a fourth round pick. Yep. That's the way you do that stuff. You when you acquire guys like that, you you, you trade them right before your rookie drafts. That's right. People are pit crazy at that point. Let's talk about another pair of linebackers, Deion Jones and Foisaid Aluakun. So, in our RSO league, Deion Jones, LB12, Aluakun, LB17. It's kind of a Devondre Campbell, Deion Jones situation for last year. So, what are you doing with these two players, Addy? Hey, Deion Jones, how about that? LB12. All right. He was kind of getting a little bit of shade thrown on him. Um, his last three games, he's averaging 15 points a game. Um, over the over the year he's averaging twelve, but definitely he's he's been heating up as of late. Um, Aluakon, he's averaging thirteen points a game, eleven point two over his last three. So those two have those two have just as have uh, flip flopped. There you go. That's just kind of what they're gonna do, though. I mean, I you know, um, I w- I'm not gonna be surprised if if Oluwakun finishes higher than Deion Jones. Um, but I mean, either way, I think they're both really good options. Um. Probably going to sell Deion Jones, especially right now that yep. he's, he's a top twelve linebacker. Good time to sell. I think you could still maybe get a decent amount out of the him. The pendulum has swung back to where it's yes. a good sell window. And then um, Aluakon, I'm probably holding, holding or potentially buying or buying. Yeah, I mean, especially since he's kind of had the you know, like I mentioned, eleven points a game over the last three, so he's down a little bit. Um, you could that might be a nice off season buy. There you go. I love it. That's it's there's a there's a term that the like the pod father and a lot of these players use, uh, the arbitrage play, right? So you're trying to like if I understand this correctly, um like it, it's a great arbitrage play to go get a Luicun instead of Deion Jones because you're capturing for a much much cheaper price a an an, an outsized percentage of that better player's production. Yep. Like you're going to pay 50 cents on the dollar for a Luakun versus Deion Jones, and you're going to get 75 to 80% of the production. Yep. So that's what you want to do. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, 
Welcome back, D-Law. Had a nice week for you, finally. Welcome. He's DE6 now. Wow. One good week. Well, his last two. There you go. uh, In our RSO league, he has scored 88 points on the year. 52 of those 88 points have come in the last two games. Is he, uh, what's, is he, did he wake up from a long winter's nap? What's been going on here? He looked great. Did he? he looked great Sunday night. I mean, he, he looked really good. Um, looks like his old self. So, I mean, I guess that maybe he's, he's healthy. Maybe he's playing for, uh, you know, a, a, a next, next big contract or something. Um, I haven't checked his, his contract details, but anyway, he's looking good. Um, Great sell, though. Great sell. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for doing this, D-Loss, for, yes. for giving us a sell Hype, window. Right before the trade deadline in most fantasy football leagues, pumping up his value. Yeah. Um, it's being able to say the DE6 is on the block now. That's so big. That feels great. Yeah. Even though prior to that, he was probably like D and uh, 38 or people something. People were probably telling you. I'm sure there were people telling you to cut him. Yes, I'm sure there were. Um, another cowboy here that it hurts my heart a little bit, Ezekiel Elliott, running back four, does not paint the full picture, Addy. So, yeah, so he's averaging 17.3 points on the on uh, points per game on the season. But, yeah, that's not the whole story. So he averaged 22.3 through his first five games. Over his last three, he's averaging nine points a game. Yeah, I mean, that's no coincidence. That's when... You know, Dak Prescott went out. We had the Ben DiNucci disaster on Sunday Night Football. I I think he's a hold right now for me. I think the temptation is to sell, is to panic and sell. Um, yeah, there's a chance the Cowboys move on at some point um, next year or the year after. I, I think once the quarterback situation just stabilizes, that there's not this, like, raging dumpster fire, uh, you know, under center for them. I think he'll be fine. I think he's more in the running back two territory now for your team. I would not be expecting anything close to 17.3 points per game, maybe in that like 12 point range or so. If the quarterback play can stabilize, that's the big question mark. Can they just get adequate? Can they get like number 27 quarterback out of 32 play from their signal caller? So he's a hold right now for me, especially in dynasty leagues. I have a feeling he may be a sell for you, though. Honestly, you know, he, with with the uh, with the recent production, he might be a, a good buy. Um, I just think that there's going to be a lot of people frustrated. He hasn't been really. I know he was solid to start the year, but still, he hasn't had those huge weeks that we are kind of accustomed to. So I don't know, man. I think people are going to be kind of concerned. I do. I mean, I love that he's attached to that that Cowboys offense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to overpay for Zeke. No. If I can get Zeke for, like, a first and a second, yes, I'll probably do that. Um, but I do think the bottom is going to drop out of Zeke here eventually. So I would be buying, uh, and then I would be selling again probably once the year started. Yeah, once the value gets pumped back up. Yeah. He's just he's hurting right now because he doesn't have a quarterback. Yep. That's how these things go. It's not you think, oh, well, they're just going to ride Zeke now. Well, the defense knows that, too, that they don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball. Right. And and uh, also, Tony Pollard looks really good there. He does. He looks great. So, uh, this is another player uh, that I believe you have or had at one point, Addy, Deontay Johnson. Um, I think he's a great buy right now. Um, I love the Steelers' offense. Um, his health is so frustrating. I wish he could stay healthy. Um 
But I do think he is the wide receiver one for that team. Yeah, I agree. The targets also agree with that. Um, yeah, but I mean, he is he has been very frustrating as far as knowing when to start this guy. Um, but it's just been health. I mean, I, I do have a little bit of concern with the, with the injury history. He has some concussion problems this year. He's just seems like every game he's leaving early or having to go to the sideline to get checked on. Um, but when he's out there, like Big Ben clearly loves him. Um, he's had some monster games this year. You know, week two against Denver, he had eight catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. Week seven at Tennessee, nine catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's good. He's he just really has to good. be on the field. So I'll I'll roll the dice that the guy can get healthy and stay healthy, especially with that kind of that kind of um, promise has yeah. been flashed on the field multiple times. Yeah, I'm not selling. PFF Macri's come uh, knocking two for him, so that should tell. That's you. That's how you know the shark yeah. is at your door. Like, what's Jaws doing here? He's clearly coming <laughs> for all my good food. Uh, so a, a pair of injured running backs here, Addy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. What are you doing with these two that were probably RB1 and RB2 in most people's eyes before this season? This is a good question. I think I'm I'm definitely buying Saquon um, just because he's younger. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I don't think he's never been cheaper. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I think he's still going to cost a ton. Um, Do you sell him if you know you can cash out? His, his In my mind, his 2020... Man, it's going to be so interesting to see how he looks because that high ankle sprain being out for that long, maybe he's been out that long so he can heal. This Panthers team is good. Mm -hmm. They're in the mix. Um, They've got a really tough schedule coming up. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it depends on, like, how have you been doing with depth, you know? Have you been okay without CMC in the lineup? But yeah. for dynasty purposes, I just don't know that you can cash out on CMC yet. Yeah, I've got him. Uh, I've got him in, in, I think, one league. Um, and it's it's been tough holding on. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think I can sell him. I just can't. I can't sell him, at least not yet. I mean, um, he's just too good, you know, especially in PPR. And he, his skill set's going to translate for a long time. So um, hold CMC by Barkley. I think so. Yeah, I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. Barkley has never been cheaper. Yep. Um, so Corey Davis, this is a player that uh, is not fun to talk about because he has, for the most part, crapped all over teams just like he's crapped on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but you have here, Eddie, he's quietly having a fourth-year breakout. Yes, he is wide receiver 37, even though he's only appeared in five games. In those five games, he's averaging 17 points a game. He's a huge buy. Huge buy. Huge buy for me and right people now. People are still skeptical. People still don't want to believe. Uh, I mean, Corey Davis is good. He's a, he's fit, a good the player. fifth overall pick in the draft. Yeah. And this takes time. We saw it with Devontae Parker. Yep. Parker was in, what, his fifth year? Yep. For his breakout? It yep. happens. Sometimes these guys, it takes a little bit of time. And Corey Davis had... Marcus Mariota for the first three yes. years or whatever else that was. I don't remember what else that was. they were trotting out there on weeks. But, you know, he's only had Tannehill for a, not even a full season. I, I think I yet. think he passed 16 games last season. Okay. Or, oh, I'm sorry, last week. So, I okay. think he started like 17 games now for Tennessee. But, anyway, remember how worried we were about that Tennessee offense? We were like, oh, this is not a good spot. Boy, they're, uh, so, they're good. But, yeah, I mean, you can. It's Tannehill's a, legit, man. He's supporting it, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Yep. Go by Corey Davis. What about Daniil Hunter? Um, 
This is this is one of the toughest ones on this list for me. This is very tough. Uh, I, th- I think he's a good buy, though. I mean, you think if, he if, is. If you can, if you're rebuilding, it's neck stuff, right? Neck injuries. It's neck, yeah. It's herniated neck. disc, right? Yeah, his neck, his back. Mm, we're gonna stop it right there. Uh, so that's that stuff is concerning. But if you think that you're gonna be a contender next year, um, if you you know if you're kind of in the like in a not a rebuild, but like a repositioning. Um, restocking. Restocking. Reloading. Yes, sir. Love that. Yes, he's a good buy. Because um, I think you can get him for like maybe a second or a third. Um, and and he's, I still think he's going to be elite for the next couple of years. Yeah. You, you're saying he's a good buy. I'm saying goodbye. I think he's a good, a good sell. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So, you know. Those defensive positions, I think, tend to turn over a lot. I don't disagree with you that I think um, there's a better than 50-50 chance that he is a top five, top six option along the defensive line for the next year, two years, because he's a freak, freak athlete. Uh, but I'm still trying to cash out because I think I can go use those pieces to acquire you know, some nice offensive or defensive players that are a lot younger. So, um, Zach Ertz, man, talk about, can you get anything for Zach Ertz right now if you do want to sell? I don't think so. I mean, even before this injury, he was only averaging 8.3 points a game. He turns 30 next week, so, you know, happy early birthday to Zach Ertz. Welcome to your 30s. They suck. Yeah, it's a really tough birthday. Really sad birthday. I remember that 30th birthday. It's a tough one. It's like, my 20s are gone. Yep. The 30s are ahead. Like, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, you don't know, the uh the you know, don't got a lot of people reaching out to you anymore. Everyone's, you know, passed on and gone. Yeah, the bloom's off the rose. People know that you're not a good person at this point and they don't want anything to do with you. Right. Uh here's my suggestion, just drop Zach Ertz. Oh, wow. Just just let it go. Cuz here's there's a great term I love from the ballers. They say he's a he's a waiver wire landmine. Especially in redraft leagues, if you see Zach Ertz out there, you'd be like, ooh, Zach Ertz. Ertz. Yeah, yeah. Let me go get but he's a turd. He is a turd for your lineups and even for dynasty purposes. I don't want anything to do with Zach Ertz. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that he's gonna get traded. They were know. trying to trade him before the injury, so probably maybe a cut candidate this offseason. Yeah. Um, but I think that he can still land it. I mean, we saw Jason Witten be productive until like what, 36, 37, and also he took a year off and then came back and was still fine. So I think Ertz can, you know, he could he could have the same type career if he's in the right situation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the value, the, the the sell window with Ertz, that was at the beginning of the year. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's lost a lot of his value, so that's unfortunate. But, uh, I, yeah, sell now while you can if you can still get anything. If you can get anything. I think I think the move, though, if you got him, hold, wait till he gets cut, and then sign with a new team, and yeah. then you sell him. You sell him off the excitement and the enthusiasm. Right now, you're not going to get anything for him because he's got the high ankle sprain. He's still, continue, he's still uh, competing with guard He's looked every awful week. this year. He's looked bad. Yep. So just, yeah. The values the values shot now. You got to hold it out. Wait for the cut. Wait for the new team. Yeah, Devin Bros. Up next, let's start with Devin White. Are you happy? I mean, you got to be just thrilled that you traded for this it's, guy. It has been like the Patrick Mahomes trade uh, before his MVP season. 
That's how I feel right now with Devin White. I mean, is Devin White the best defensive player in the NFL, him and Buddha right now? I think, I, I mean, yeah, there's a case we made him and Miles. I think Miles Garrett, Miles is, Garrett the, yep. is, the, is the DL. DL. Um, or I guess you could put Aaron Donald up there too. But yep. Aaron Donald seems to do all his damage like in, in you know, in one week. Like he'll he'll have these blow-up games then kind of be quiet for three, four weeks. Then Defensive tackle, that's tough. Yeah. You know, that's what you expect. The fact that he does it so consistently from that position is incredible. Miles Garrett, he's been super He's consistent. been next level. I think those are the three, though. I think yep. it's Garrett, Devin White, Buda Baker. Those are your all-stars right now. So, um, Devin White, he's averaging 17 points per game on the season. However, over the last three, he's averaging 25 points a game. He is on pace for 136 combined tackles and 10 sacks. What the hell, Devin? According to PFF, White leads all linebackers with 19 pressures. I mean, it's I'm just smiling from <laughs> ear to ear like a Cheshire cat yes, right sir. now. Thick baby Devin, it has been so fun to watch. He's so good. And he has he's playing alongside Levante Day. But that was the worry, right? That the the shine was knocked off of Devin White a little bit because of Levante David being next to him. But it's just been amazing to see because this Tampa Bay defense is legitimately great. Uh, Devin White is a big part of the reason why. Hold him and just just savor it. Just savor having, you know, a top three IDP asset on your squad. Yeah, and he's going to be that for a, for a long while. time. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I think, you know, I, I, there's not – I'm on record of saying I'll never get attached to a linebacker. This would be a guy that I'd break that exception for. Yeah, there's certain guys. I just want them on my team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I play fantasy like that a little bit. Like, I like watching certain players. I like rooting for certain players. That's how I ended up with the DE2 on the year, Brandon Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Liked him on the TV show, went and traded for him, and that just happened to work out okay. Uh, but, yeah, Devin Bush, though, that's the more interesting case right now. Yeah. We see him bringing in Avery Williamson. I don't think that's a piece that necessarily is going to go bye-bye after this season. I don't think it should. Um, um, and So, Devin Bush is a nice sell for me right now. I agree. I think that people will still be, you know, hype on him. Um, he's got a lot of fans. I mean, he was, you know, great profile. Um, just people like this guy. You know, he also plays for the Steelers, so that's huge. Tons of Steelers fans out there. But yeah, I think he's a good sell, you know, coming off an ACL and he was he was a guy that was kind of underwhelming anyway. Yep, it's um, true. And maybe it's just a position that uh, at least now um there's not going to be a lot of production to be had just because there's so much talent around him. Um so I think you could still get a, you know, a nice haul. I think you could still probably get at least a second round pick for, for Absolutely, Devin 100%. So I think that's a good time to sell. Yep. Because, uh, I mean, remember, you can always just, if you want a linebacker, get the next hot thing. That's right. This next year. Like, That's last right. year it was Patrick Queen and uh, Isaiah Simmons, who hasn't worked out yet. But there's always going to be these guys every single year. Devin White was that guy two years ago. That's right. The Devins. Um, so, the aforementioned Avery Williamson. What are you doing with this guy right now? Are you going to buy him? I am trying to sell him. Um to contenders right now. This yeah. is, I mean, and if you're a contender, I think this is, uh, honestly, I don't think that this is the target. I think the target is Neville Hewitt. Okay. If you're a contender, I think that's where I would be trying to, uh, I'd be. You're going to be paying a lot less for Neville Hewitt. Yes. Yes. If you have to pay anything, just go get him off waivers. And Avery Williamson, I mean, there's just a little bit of concern, you know, like it is a new situation. How long is it going to take him to, to get acclimated and all that stuff? Um, 
I I don't know that he's going to be as good as he was with the Jets. But um, but anyway, I mean, he's he's uh he's probably going to not be a lot of a lot of money. Uh, cost a lot for you. Keep going with the money stuff. Um, you you got money on the brand. Yeah, I can see you like filling an envelope with cash right now for Devin White. Hey, we need that ad revenue. That's all I'm thinking about. That's Stressed. Right. <laughs> Stress. A lot of financial burden on us. Yeah, it's a stressful night in general. Uh, great question here from Absurism IDP. Eric Kendricks in redraft over Devin White. I'm going Devin White over. Eric Hendricks, even in redraft. I'm going Devin White, too, just because Devin White has that big play upside. I mean, like we mentioned, he has five sacks right now That's on right. pace for 10. That's absurd. I've got both Devin White and Eric Hendricks, and if it was a one-linebacker spot kind of league, Devin White would be in there every single week. I would never be benching Devin White, ever. Yeah. You've done a good job with that defense, Joshy. Thank you, baby. Um, So, Jonathan Taylor, IDP Bob, turn off – Bobby, turn off the show. This is going to hurt. Ooh. I'm sorry. Um, T-Rich vibes? No, not T-Rich vibes. T-Rich was like 400 pounds fresh off of like a Denny's breakfast. Um, that's legitimate. Look up the story of T- Trent Richardson and, and Denny's. I remember um, that. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Um, so Jonathan Taylor is not what we thought he was. This was the smash week. I know he had the ankle injury. He has not looked good this season. And what worries me is that when rookie running backs, that is kind of like when you see it, right? Like it it doesn't happen that often with rookie quarterbacks. It happens less frequently with rookie wide receivers, and it happens the least with rookie tight ends. Very rarely do rookie tight ends pop. Sometimes you'll have rookie wide receivers pop. More often than that, you'll have rookie quarterbacks pop. But rookie running backs, if they are special – usually pop in their first year if they're given the opportunity. Marlon Mack's gone from game one. Jonathan Taylor has had this opportunity and has done nothing with it. So I am trying to sell right now. Wow. I just He's don't, out. I just don't think it's there, man. I just don't. Jordan Wilkins, in short bursts, has looked better as a runner than Jonathan Taylor. He's caused more missed tackles than Jonathan Taylor on fewer opportunities. I don't know, man. It's really tough. Um, I don't blame anyone who wants to go buy him. I'm also not sure what the quarterback situation It's kind of like an AK situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the QB situation looks like after Phil Rivers, who's on a one-year deal. I don't think Phil is back next year, and I don't know where we're going at quarterback. So that offense... Like, I don't want any part of any of those offensive pieces right now, dynasty-wise, because I have no idea what the QB situation looks like in 2021 and beyond. Yeah, a lot of really good points there. And plus, you do you mean, you mean do have a coach that loves to just rotate guys there. Um, so that could be a bit of a headache, uh, kind of what I'm concerned about with, and you know, as long as Detroit keeps old Patricia around. Hopefully, that ends this year. But situations like that are always tough. But... Um, you're right, man. I mean, J, JT, you know, he's he's gotten the volume. He's got a decent amount of carries each week, but he just hasn't been able to really do much with those. Um, averaging 13.21 points a game. He's a 23rd-ranked running back right now. You could still get a decent amount for him. So, I mean, if you if you are out on him, if you think he's going to, you know, not, not be what we all thought he was going to be, then, yeah, probably a good time to sell. 
Um, if you're if you're looking to buy, maybe you're like, I think this guy still has it. I think JT owners are very frustrated right now, and this is probably a good buy opportunity because, you know, um, buy I, for me. He's a buy for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think you'd have to pay uh, like a king's ransom, yeah. right? I think you could. This is probably the lowest you're going to be able to buy him if he is good. Yes. Yes, and I th- I think he's good. I mean, we got to remember, look back at like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, his rookie year, aka the way he started his 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 rookie year. Um, some of these guys just take a little bit of time. The best Tra- comp I can think of is Miles Sanders. Yep. You Miles know? Sanders came on at the end of the year. I mean, yep. we, we'll see, and we'll see. I don't know how long he's been dealing with his ankle injury, um, but you would figure like it it, it couldn't have been too severe. They're not going to risk it with this. You know, they had the depth to to be cautious with him if they wanted to. So um, that's probably more of an excuse. I mean, the vision hasn't looked good with J- with JT. That's the biggest concern for me. I think that will get better Yeah, with uh, more reps, but this is a great offensive line. You saw the video of him running straight up his offensive lineman's back when there was a gaping hole to the left. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen that clip oh, going yeah. around Twitter. It's worrisome. I mean, yeah, and when you see someone like James Robinson, who was an undrafted yep. guy coming in and just – you know, looking like the best running back in the class, yeah, it's concerning because we all we all were super hype on this guy. But uh, I'm still holding out faith. I've been I've been you know somewhat surprised with how how good he's looked as a receiver. So um, I think it's a great time to buy Jonathan Taylor right now. Yeah. So let's talk about one of your favorite players, perhaps maybe your all time favorite player, Michael Thomas. Sell this guy. Like this shouldn't be a, a big time discussion. Old ass. Yeah, 27 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Going on 28. I think he's like 27.6 now. He's a head case, man. Like, I yeah. really, I, I think if you wanted to step into that buy window and say, even with the Drew Brees uncertainty, Michael Thomas is an elite talent, obviously wide receiver one, but what a bust pick that's been this year. I know, just light it on fire. Yeah, pretty much. And this happens every year. Like, Saquon, light it on fire. Christian McCaffrey, light it on fire. It happens. Mm-hmm. But man, this Michael Thomas one is hurt. Yeah, and you know, and it's when does it seem like he's going to return to the field? I don't know. It's when they apologize, <laughs> apparently. So uh, yeah, sell Michael Thomas. Now, what about uh, DJ Dallas? Not the running back for the Cowboys. The running back for the Seattle Seahawks. The only one who apparently can stay healthy in this backfield. Um, I think he's a great sell. Had a yeah. nice week. Now, dynasty wise, uh we do know that Pete Carroll doesn't care about draft capital when it comes to running backs, so maybe in a dynasty format, he's a little more appealing to me. But redraft, I think Carson's coming back. I think Carlos Hyde's coming back. So this year, the prospects are pretty muddy. But for dynasty purposes, yeah, DJ Dallas could be a nice little you know grab right now. Yeah, but I, I'm with you. I think he's a great sell just because, I mean – Maybe you can get like a second out of this guy. This is a Maybe. guy that was a fifth round pick for you in rookie draft. Attached to a really nice offense, right? With a lot of injury concerns, but it's all kind of working the way we thought. We 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 always like we mentioned at the beginning of the year. We we knew that Pete Carroll does not. He doesn't give a rip about where these guys are drafted. Nope. Anything like that. Um, this was just like the perfect type of player for for him. And we we mentioned that we we could see him ha- coming coming down big. Uh, you know, coming on big down the stretch, and that's seems like what's happening. Um, so I think it's a good time to maybe sell if you can get like a second or third, this, this next class is going to be very good as well. Um, you know, think about the third round picks that we saw in this, 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 
this class, you know, Zach Moss, LaVisca Chenault, um, some of these, you know, great defensive pieces. Oh, yeah. The defensive pieces in the third this year were very, very nice. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that would be a, that, that would be a really nice sell, DJ Dallas. Yeah, and uh, keep it in the division. Sell Chase Edmonds right now. Yes. You're going to get one or two weeks, right, of uh, top-end production with Kenyon Drake out. Hopefully, if he's good, which I think Chase Edmonds is good. Uh, but after that, I, I'm I'm thinking Kenyon Drake comes right back in and gets, if not a hundred percent of the work, you know, more than the he gets the majority of the work there. Yeah. But you know, Chase Edmonds was the more productive back of the two. Um, you know, even though they were splitting time, just because he is the PPR back. So um, I like Chase Edmonds a lot. Twenty four years old. Uh, yeah. So he's uh, nicer for dynasty leagues. Yeah. And, you know, as long as he stays in that offense, um, I, I love that. And you've got to remember, Kenyon Drake's on a franchise tag. So, That's I mean, right. I don't think they're going to keep him around next year. Could be Chase Edmonds' backfield. It could be his backfield. That's I, a great point. I, I would like for them to, you know, bring someone in. Sell and redraft, keep in Dynasty, and hope that maybe he's the featured back next year. And this is a good This is a good point. If we had Z-Max, we might have been able to do a little little more prep on this. But when it comes to these these uh you know, these dynasty guys. Look at the contracts. Look at the contracts. Yep. Always. That is a that is a huge sign of of, you know, um guys that could be gaining a lot of value um, you know, when those contract situations uh go different. Yeah, so he is signed, he's not an undrafted free agent until twenty twenty two. So he's still under contract next year. So there you go. So I, I expect Kenyon Drake to maybe move on. I don't think they'll bring him back on a second tag. Um I don't think so. I think this is it for Kenyon Drake in so, Arizona. So probably going to see Chase Edmonds, you know, Benjamin, and I'd say they A use, rookie. Yeah. A rookie will come in there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what about uh, another rookie running back, right? Jermichael Hasty. Uh, undrafted in, guy. Yeah, undrafted in uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And there's another backfield loaded with uncertainty, talking about DJ Dallas. Same thing in San Francisco. Tevin Coleman. Uh, no, Gone. apparently not. Uh, Jarek yeah. McKinnon has old legs. Is that what they said? He he looked good this last week, though. He got plenty of old run. tired legs. But yeah, tired legs. Yeah, um, so that's never good. I have tired legs. I know what that feels like. I do not want to be an NFL running back. Yes. Um, but, yeah, Jamichael Hasty. what do you think? He's going to get a lot of run. I mean, I liked this a lot better before the whole team was, you know, devastated with injuries, you know, to Jimmy G and George Kittle. Um, but, I mean... If there's anyone that knows how to run the ball, it's Kyle Shanahan. Um, and so, Jamichael Hasty has a really good opportunity here. Uh, I mean, in Dynasty, I mean, I don't know what I don't, I don't even know what he would cost. I think I, he, I don't want any San Francisco running back in Dynasty. Right, I know. Because it's just a rotating cast of characters. It's a headache. I do really like Jamichael Hasty though. I love, yes. I love his game. For the rest of the season, I think he's got the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, that team's going to look a little different with no George Kittle, with Nick Mullins under center. So, yeah, Jamichael Hasty and redraft, if you're trying to make a push, yeah, that's a great buy. Yeah, he's a hold He's, he's a hold for me right now just because I think that w- you're right. I think that value can increase. So if you're mm-hmm. going to sell, wait. Um, wait until, you know, a few more weeks. Yeah, question um, on the stream, do we think that, I'm assuming Chase Edmonds, do we think he gets an extension? No, I, I don't expect him to get an extension. Probably not. Yeah, running backs just eh, unless you're one of the top five elite guys like a Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, CMC, Saquon Barkley, 
Um, could be like a could be like an Austin Eckler situation though, where he gets you know like a four yeah, years, twenty five million, yeah. you know, and that's a that's a great value for th- that type of running back. He could but, also be talking about Aaron Jones. He mentioned Aaron Jones in a previous comment, and no, I don't think Aaron Jones gets an extension either, unless it's the Austin Eckler type. That's true. He's not going to get paid like one of these top running backs. And that's Aaron my Jones, opinion. Yeah, Aaron Jones. He's he's probably going to leave. Yeah, because he'll want to get paid. He probably should get paid. I think he is really good. Um, but I don't really blame Green Bay for not doing it either. I think that he might. He is good, but he, there's a good chance that he is a, a you know a, a product of that offense a little bit too. Yeah. So he asks, is Aaron Jones a good sell? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely, absolutely. Running I, backs are always a good sell. Honestly, yes. It, it's unless they're super young because you want to cash in on these guys. Their their um their value curve for your fantasy team is almost the inverse of mm-hmm. almost every other position because it starts out about as high as it's going to get and goes down. And almost every other position starts either down or in the middle and goes up. Yep. So running backs just drop off that value cliff really quick, quickly, quickly. So sell uh, while you can before they before they bust. So a couple more players here, and I'm going to swap the last one because I want to save 27 for the end, Daddy. Julio Jones. Sell. Sell. Yeah. Like the Atlanta Falcons, they should have sold yep. Julio, Matt Ryan. They should have just blown that thing up and really gone into tank mode. Uh, but they won that game, right? Yeah, they won the game yep. against the Panthers. They're so like, now we have a chance. No, you just 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 get in the tank and let's get another quarterback in there. I think watching A.J. Green this year and kind of, you know, Julio Jones got hurt to start the year. But seeing that type of stuff kind of reminded me, oh, yeah, those guys are old. Those guys are old. They're getting up there in years. We've definitely seen the best of – I mean, Julio's still fantastic. He's still, he still is like a, a – one or two, I think, you know, as far as best receiver in the league. Um, but you, it's it's going to slow down at some point. For He's him. much closer to the end yes. than he is the beginning. And so, so you can still get a lot for him. Yes, trade him to a contender. I mean, you're still going to get a minimum of like a first and a first plus. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's he's a he's a great sell, especially now while he's still ultra productive. Um, because if as soon as he starts looking like AJ Green. It's done. That's it. The goose is cooked. I mean, I don't know that you you get anything back for A.J. Green right now. Maybe a late pick. Maybe. If anything, you scooped him up off waivers, for God's sake, in our main league. Right, and I was trying desperately to sell him after those two games he put together, but no one No one came knocking. And then he had a down week, and it's gone. (laughs) That kite has flown off into the hurricane. It's gone. And it's gone. Yeah. So, uh, last one, number 28, Patrick Queen. Buy, sell, Hold. Sell, baby. Sell, okay. Well, he's tough. I mean, I do like Patrick Queen a lot, but I think you can get a lot for him. Um, And as long as Lamar's there, that defense is – I mean, Lamar is going to keep that offense on the field a lot, and it's going to make it hard – it's going to make it hard for linebacker production on some weeks. As we've seen with Queen, he's very up and down. Um, he's has these huge weeks, but then he has he's got a lot of stinkers sprinkled in there too. So um, I think that what did he go for in our in our RSO league? I'll he's, look it up because he, he did traded. get moved here very recently. But anyway, I mean, uh, I think it was I know like, it was like Cam, Cam Akers and was involved. Else. But yeah, and, I mean, uh, Jadevian Clowney. Okay, well, um, I think you can get probably a first for Patrick Queen. At That's what I say. If I'm selling Patrick Queen, I want a first. Yeah. Maybe plus um, another later pick or like a mid-tier offensive weapon. I mean, because 
This guy has LB1 potential. Yeah. I'm not saying he is that or that it's a guarantee he'll be there, but he's got a good shot. Yep. Um I mean he he's uh he's really good though. I mean I I understand either way if you want to hold him. I mean it's you know you can do worse than having the Baltimore Ravens middle linebacker. That's right. We saw that has historically been a pretty nice position yep. for IDP, Addy. All right. Well, hope you all enjoyed. That it's a was fun. So I love doing keep or uh, buy, sell, hold. It's my absolute one of my favorite segments. I to think do. the people liked it too. And we had a we had a we don't ever get this many comments. Or I know. Questions. I'm loving it. Thank, thank you, you all for yeah. Thank you all for tuning in and get out there and give us some money. Yeah. Before Adam has a full blown meltdown, uh, but thank you all for tuning in. This was a really fun episode. Hopefully, we gave you all a nice distraction from the anxiety-inducing election results. I'm going to go into the House and see which direction our country is going to go in for the next four years. It's like Christmas, but the opposite version of that, where there's just turds underneath the Christmas tree. I know. I've had a little bit of, like, not in my stomach all night. Just because, I mean, either way, it's like I'm just worried how each side is going to react. Both sides are crazy. Yeah, I mean, you got a knot in your stomach because you ate Popeyes three true. times. Today, That's true. Yeah. Let's, hey, let's be real. I didn't tell you this. We, I, uh, I was able to finally get it the other night. Me too. Awesome. So good. Beats the hell out of Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich. The, the sandwich is humongous. It's huge. It is a fat boy sandwich. Yes, sir. And I love it. And you need to go get it. If you're like, if you're, Popeye's just opened like ours did close to our house. You have to time it and eat it like 3.38 p.m. in between yeah. like the late lunch, early dinner crowd. Yeah, you're right. Either either between 3 or 4 or like between 8 and 9. Yeah. That's the only times you can get it. You see only times, but God, it's delicious. I got two of the spices, ate them both that night. Next morning. I was going to say, how are you in one piece the Quite next tough. morning? Yeah. So don't recommend doing that. Don't do that. Just one a night. Just one, <laughs> one per night, seven... Seven nights, and then call me in the morning. Sure. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you guys um, tuning in, checking us out. Connie will be back with us next week for one of our favorite guests, Mark Sessler. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. The wheel keeps turning. We'll have DF Triple S on Thursday. We'll have Dr. Leesus on Saturday. We're going to help you guys win some money and win some championships this, this season. That's what we're all about. Thanks again. Shout out to our patrons, Jason, Nico, Lauren, and Aaron. You guys are the best. If you'd like to join that list, head over to anchor.fm slash big3idp. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Also really helps us out. Y'all, be, be safe. Take heart, guys. We're going to get through this together, whatever happens tonight. And Big 3 will be here to help bring the laughs and bring you some fantasy championships. Until next week, y'all take care. We'll see y'all later. Love you guys. Be good to each other. It's the Big 3. It's the Dream Team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the Big 3. It's the Dream Team. Big 3 IDP. Let's go.